Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. I thought Alabama doesn't play anybody, right? I'm reading this right. Alabama and Ohio State will take on one another in 2027 and 2028. How old will you be, by the way, in seven years? My goodness. I mean, these these out-of-conference games are getting exciting, but, I mean, there's so many years away. And, and in fact, I'll read off the, the list of games. But for all of those people who say and continue to say that Alabama doesn't play anybody, look at their out-of-conference schedule. I mean, in the future. It's ridiculous, right? I mean, this year, hey, they're taking on USC. Um, I mean, it's not Alabama's fault, right, that USC isn't uh, cut out like they should be anymore. I mean, you look at next season, they're going to take on Miami in Atlanta, the Hurricanes, during the 2021 season. They'll take on Texas in 2022. But let's first kind of dive into this Alabama and Ohio State matchup, which will be taking place, as I said, in 2027-2028. Um, This is what Alabama had to say. Greg Byrne, athletic director. The series with Ohio State adds another outstanding non-conference opponent to our future football schedules, said Alabama director of athletics, Greg Byrne. We are thrilled at the progress we've made in securing such quality home and homes that will provide tremendous opportunities for our team and an exciting game day atmosphere with our fans in the coming years. I mean, Alabama and Ohio State during the regular season, that's like Christmas, my prediction, I mean, who's to say that these two teams can't play even four times within those two years, right? Nothing's changing at Alabama. Nothing's changing at Ohio State. These are the two teams that are here year in and year out. These are the teams that are recruiting at the highest level. Yeah, if they want to play each other during the regular season and have a chance to play each other during the playoffs, so be it. That is college football at its finest. And for those that continue to say that Alabama doesn't play anybody, just walk out the door already because Alabama plays a stacked schedule. Look at the SEC schedule, right? I mean, I'm going to bring it up and we can talk about it. But Alabama continues to play at the highest level and getting an opponent like Ohio State in the future years only solidifies that that much further. Alabama's schedule this year, they'll take on USC. They got that Georgia State game at the beginning. Yeah, that's the cupcake that everybody else in college football has. Then they play Georgia, Kent State. I don't like that game. That's a yawner. They'll take on uh, SEC foes Ole Miss under Lane Kiffin. They'll take on Arkansas, Mississippi State under Mike Leach. They'll take on the improved Tennessee. Well, you got to think they're improved right now under Jeremy Pruitt. Um, They'll take on Ed Orgeron in LSU in November. They'll take on Tennessee Martin, one of those teams that they always play right before Auburn. Um, they'll also have Texas A&M and Auburn in the later part of the 2020 season. Let's look real quick at Alabama's future out-of-conference games. All right? As I already mentioned, in 2021, Alabama will take on Miami. In 2022, they will take on Texas. In 2023, they'll take on South Florida. They'll actually be playing South Florida three times from 2023 to 2026. Um, they'll take on Texas again in 2023, Wisconsin in 2024 and in 2025, West Virginia 2026, West Virginia again in 2027. These are all home and home series. Ohio State, as we just talked about in 2027, 2028, Notre Dame 2028 and 2029. We're getting up there, right? I mean, you, you look at these years, you're like, how old am I going to be in these future matchups? It's amazing that they set these games so far out in advance. Um, Alabama and Florida State in 2030. Uh, That same year, Alabama will be playing Georgia Tech. Again, in 2031, Alabama will be playing Florida State. Uh, Georgia Tech again in 2031. Oklahoma and Alabama will take on one another in 2032. 
Arizona will slide in there as well as in 2032. Oklahoma in 2033. Again, another matchup with Arizona in 2033. And then Virginia Tech in 2034. And Virginia Tech in 2035. I mean, are we even going to have football in by, by the time we get to 2030, right? I mean, it's like, or will this be virtual football? I don't know. Virtual fans? I have no idea. Uh, 2020 has been a uh, year that uh, has been <laughs> interesting, and that's an understatement. Uh, sound off in the comment box. What do you think about Alabama and Ohio State taking um, on one another in 2027 and 2028? I love the matchup. Great matchup. Great job by Alabama and Ohio State to really get this um, matchup together. I think it's going to be fantastic. I cannot wait to see some sort of college football. It's been so long. I'm so tired of, um, you know, getting through all these um, predictions about whether we're going to have the football season, whether we're not going to have the football season. It's it's tiring. It's boring. I, I, I want real football. I want to see the teams participate in, in practice when it's safe to. Is it safe to? Um, I, I'm just, you know, it's it's really been confusing, but this news today has been refreshing that Alabama and Ohio State will play in 2027. like to get your thoughts and comments in the comment box. Um, let's talk about some other things going on on BamaInsider.com. And if, if you're new to listening or you're new to our channel, my name is Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. I wear many different hats. I play message board moderator. I play customer service agent on BamaInsider.com. I do podcasts. I do video. Um, I, I do everything under the sun. And, of course, we have a great staff at BamaInsider.com. Andrew Bone uh, is our recruiting analyst. Tony Sukalas is our team writer. And uh, Tyler Waldrop, who's been a pleasant uh, addition to the staff, he, he also wears many different hats at BamaInsider.com. Um, the NCA has approved that practices um, can take place during July 13th. On Wednesday, the NCAA Division I Council voted to adopt an alternate preseason practice schedule created by the NCAA Football Oversight Committee. Under the structure, Alabama Crimson Tide and most of other programs can begin working with players on July 13th, but they only have eight hours per week. Staffs are also limited to team workouts and film review. So what does this mean? Well, just like it said, they can start getting some practice in around mid-July, as you know. There are several programs around the country that had some spring practice. Alabama wasn't one of those teams. Alabama had no spring practice. And I think that this is a good idea if it's safe to, if they figure out and if, if they can really figure out an exact direction for the COVID testing. Alabama uses the springtime, just like every other program, to get those freshmen up to speed, to build offensive and de defensive continuity, to build the rhythm. And if they don't have that, they're obviously going to be behind by the time you get into fall camp. So July 13th looks like some sort of a dialed back spring practice, if you will. Now, there are limitations. The NCAA Football Oversight Committee said that programs can begin working out with players on July 13th, but they only have eight hours Per week. How are teams like Alabama and other programs going to break it down? Well, we'll have to figure out what happens as we go forward. Um, this is from Nick Saban back in April. If there was some kind of way where we could have 14 days of teaching with players sometime before fall camp, I think that would probably be beneficial, Saban said. 
Historically, we're not allowed to work with our players at that time. I'm not talking about having pads on or anything, but just being able to teach. And I think that's a great point made by Saban back in April. And just like any place, Alabama has a lot of early enrollees that need teaching. So that would be a great time to get that taken care of. Um, Recruiting-wise, as you guys saw on Tuesday night, Christian Leary committed to the Crimson Tide. And that was the Crimson Tide's eighth commitment to the class of 2021. Um, Christian Leary is a guy who is certainly very, very explosive, a very dynamic player that I think is going to be one of Alabama's future playmakers. 5'10", 190 pounds, out of Orlando, Florida. The commitment kind of came out of nowhere. Usually, we're kind of tipped off and we know um, which particular prospects are going to be next to commit. That wasn't the case with Leary. Leary, um, you know, was ready to, to pull the trigger and did so Tuesday night, recruited by Jeff Banks and Holman Wiggins. Jeff Banks is Alabama's tight ends and special teams coach, and Holman Wiggins is Alabama's wide receiver coach. I think when you look to the future of a player like Christian Leary, I think it's very exciting because Christian Leary, working with Dr. Matt Ray, who's Alabama's new um, speed coach, if you will, along with David Ballou, who will be working with the team as a strength and conditioning coach. I think Leary and Dr. Matt Ray is going to be a fantastic connection. You're talking about a guy who already has speed, but once he really learns the science of how to run, how to run that much faster, you're looking at the guy who could be Alabama's next Jalen Waddle, Alabama's next Henry Ruggs. Speed, as you know, kills. So Christian Leary jumping on board with the Alabama Crimson Tide, um, a very, very big commitment. Alabama now in the Rivals.com rankings, ranked number 27 in the country with eight total commitments. The highest rated commitment that Alabama has is Ja'Cory Brooks. Alabama also has three wide receiver commits at this current time. Ja'Cory Brooks out of Miami, Florida. A.J. Hall, who's also out of Florida. And then you also have Christian Leary out of Florida. In total, you have four out of the Alabama eight commits are from Florida. And you have three that are from the state of Alabama. And you have Kane Williams, who's out of Louisiana. Now, as Andrew Bone has mentioned several times, if you follow our recruiting coverage, Alabama continues to have many key targets from the Sunshine State. And on BamaInsider.com, you can read the latest daily nugget on Xavier Sori, who is from Florida and who just announced that he will be attending the IMG Academy, formerly from Graceville High School. Um, he's a six foot three, two hundred and twenty pound four star athlete. And just recently on BamaInsider.com, we've been, you know, having several nuggets about top prospects, top targets. And if you go to the front of BamaInsider.com, you can see um, some of the prospects that are forecasted to be committed to Alabama within the next several months. Jaquincy McKinstry out of Pinson Valley here in Alabama. He's forecasted to Alabama. Damon Payne, also um, a, a very big key target is a defensive tackle. He's forecasted to go to Alabama. Kendrick Blackshire, um, also forecasted. And this is an important note. The Brockemeyer brothers, both Tommy and James, Tommy being the five-star, James a four-star, also forecasted to Alabama. So, um, I mean, this class, very, very dynamic overall. And it was it's interesting because when we look back to what was it, March, um, even April, Alabama didn't have 
um, that many commits. I mean, I'm looking right here at, at the commitment list by the end of, um, was it April? Alabama had just three commits and was sitting at number 75 in the Rivals.com recruiting rankings. Then Ja'Cory Brooks was um, the first to commit and really start some momentum. After that, it was Kane Williams uh, in the middle of May, and then you had Ian Jackson at the end of May. And then these last two commitments have been big-time commitments. J.C. Latham, Christian Leary, you got to look at long-term. J.C. Latham and a guy like Ja'Cory Brooks, probably both five-star guys. I know J.C. Latham, Latham is a five-star on 24-7, and I know Ja'Cory Brooks just got bumped to five-stars. Those guys will be five-stars on Rivals. Just you wait. So good-looking class overall. And one of the things that I, that I personally do when I look at the Rivals.com recruiting rankings, I don't look at the most committed prospects. For example, Tennessee right now has 24 commitments. They, they lead the entire country. Rutgers also has 21. Um, but what I do is I look at the recruiting star average. That tells me the type of prospects that you're getting, right? At least star rating wise. And that's what I look at. I mean, these guys are rated for a reason. If you don't care about star rankings or whatever, I mean, there's, of course, there's two stars, two stars, guys that haven't been evaluated. There's three, three stars that are, you know, who knows how they're going to turn out that end up being, you know, players that play on Sundays. I get it. You can't rank everyone accurately, but there are guys for the most part that are ranked spot on. So star ranking wise, you have Georgia who has nine total commitments. They have one five star, one six four stars with a team average recruiting ranking of 3.8. That's number one in the country. So 3.89 is their star rating average. Ohio State who has 19 commitments. Now this is a great class right here. They have three five stars, 12 four stars and three three stars for a star rating average of 3.89 so tied with georgia now the third team is alabama they have eight commitments seven four star one three star and they have an average star ranking of 3.88 now the fourth team and that's the last team i'll talk about is clemson 14 commitments 12 four 12 four stars two three stars for rating average of 3.86 so the, my point is alabama's recruiting class pound for pound is up there with the upper echelon. Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, same teams you see at the top of the college football mountain. So um, recruiting is going well for Alabama, and it only gets better as we continue to move through the summertime. Another subject I wanted to touch on was Alabama players transferring from the program since January. As you saw this week, Jadarius Townsend announced that he's transferring from Alabama to Texas Tech. I think that things are going to work out for him. Obviously, you can never get on the field here at Alabama. Um, I mean, there's, let's face it, I mean, either you're going to be playing on Sundays and you can play at this level in the SEC, or you're just going to have to wait your turn and wait till there's a spot available to play. Um, for Jadarius Townsend, I mean, the guys in front of him, Jerry Judy. Henry Ruggs, both first-round guys, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith. Running back-wise, I mean, he where was he on the running back depth chart, right? Was it in front of Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, Trey Sanders, Kellen Robinson, even Jerome Ford was repping above him. So those guys transferred out. Um, I think things are going to work out well for Chedarius Townsend at Texas Tech. He's a very versatile player, wide receiver, running back, whatever he wants to do. He's already a graduate. Um, it, w it wasn't a disciplinarian problem. I, I, I know the coaches, you know, had great things to say about him. So I think things are going to work out well. Overall, Alabama's had quite a bit of transfers and a couple guys still entering the transfer portal. So let's talk about some guys that have transferred out. And then we'll talk about the three rem remaining players in the transfer portal. Um, Tyrell Shavers, 
big wide receiver we've talked about. Um, thought he could potentially get onto the field this year at Alabama. Six foot six, um, guy who with the four four forty time transferred to Mississippi State. You got to like that connection if you're Mike Leach, right? I think you can really utilize a player like Shavers. Uh, you have Talia Tungavaloa, who's transferring to Maryland. From everything that I gather, it looks like Talia will probably um, have to sit out this coming year. But Talia going over to Coach Loxley. Loxley's trying to resurrect the Maryland football program. That'll be interesting to track. Um, Jerome Ford, he's a running back at Alabama, transferred out to Cincinnati. Now, that was a while ago. You have Scott Lashley, who was an offensive lineman. He transferred out to Mississippi State. And then you have Nigel Knott. Um, it was interesting. Nigel Knott had some sort of medical issue. Um, then wasn't part of the team, and then he ends up transferring to East East Carolina, and um, you have three players that are still in the transfer portal. Markel Benton, you have Giles Amos, and you have Scooby Carter, trying to figure out where those guys will go. And then, you know, if you look at the past, um, you look at different guys like Yabinoma, you look at um, Antonio Alfano. Um, just recently, Antonio Alfano, he had transferred from Alabama to Colorado, and then he was dismissed from Colorado's team. So you hope that things work out with some of these younger guys who are trying to find their way. I, I know, um, you know, nobody's perfect, especially at a younger age. Still not need a lot of mentoring. Hopefully, hopefully those guys can find their way as they move forward. But Alabama with quite a bit of transfers, but that opens up spots for the Crimson Tide. And the coaching staff, they know what they're doing. Obviously, they, they have to make room for a couple guys that were coming in. A name that we haven't really talked about, Carl Tucker, who was a transfer from North Carolina as a tight end to Alabama. I guess we should talk about him a little bit more, but he's going to be a, a bigger blocking type tight end for Alabama. Alabama, as you know, at the tight end position, they have Miller Forrestal, proven leader coming back. You have Carl Tucker, who can serve as that big bodied um, tight end, who can serve as an extra blocker. And then you have Jahil Billingsley, who I think is going to be the playmaker out of those tight ends for the Crimson Tide this coming season. So just wanted to kind of touch on players that were transferring um, from Alabama from January because there's been quite a lot of names to keep tabs on. Hey, we appreciate you guys being with us on BamInsider.com. We appreciate the likes, the thumbs up. So be sure and hit um, the thumbs up in the comment box and um, let us know what you think. And, you know, we got a lot of feedback from our recruiting show Tuesday night with Andrew Bone. Bone, as you know, does a fantastic job in the format to where I'll take the questions, I'll moderate, I'll feed them to Bone. I know you guys like that setup, so expect that as we continue to move forward. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I know it's Thursday, but I can already smell the weekend. You know, I hope um, that you guys are staying safe. Um, if you're with family and you guys are hanging out, I hope you're enjoying the summertime barbecues. I hope you're enjoying um, life in general because we get one spin around the globe. Let's make it a good one. Hey, be good people out there. Take care of each other. I'll catch up with you guys soon right here on BamInsider.com. Thanks for listening today. Just wanted to come on and kind of talk about a variety of subjects surrounding the Alabama Crimson Tide. For myself, Kyle Henderson, I'll catch you guys next time right here on BamaInsider.com.